This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, awesomes. Welcome back to another episode in our Extra Awesome series. Sometimes we take a break from our regular schedule to talk to awesome people who are doing awesome things in the world. And I am so happy I get to do that today. Now, before we get into this Extra Awesome, which I know you guys are going to love, I want to give a quick shout out to our Sorta Awesome Superstar supporters. These superstars support the show at $5 a month, and for that $5, they have access to all kinds of very shiny, very sparkly stuff, like hours and hours of episodes that we created just for our superstars on a variety of topics that we don't normally cover on our Friday shows like sex, marriage, faith, mental health, and more. Our Patreon supporters also get a bonus episode on the last Tuesday of the month where we share all the awesome from the month that didn't make it onto a Friday show. And they get access to a private Facebook group that has all of the awesome of our main hangout group, but it's much smaller, it's cozier, and much more private. All of that plus knowing they are supporting our mission and message of bringing more awesome to the world around us. It needs all the awesome it can get, you guys. So this is a great time to become a Patreon supporter because all of those things I just listed, there's actually more coming for our superstars this year. So it is the perfect time to get signed up. We make it super easy to do when you go to sortaawesomeshow.com slash support. It has everything you need to know to get signed up. So once again, if this is the year you want to take your awesome to the next level, then head on over to sortaawesomeshow.com slash support. Well, awesomes, I am absolutely 1000% thrilled to be joined today by someone you know, someone you love, and someone whose voice you might have been missing around here on Sorta Awesome. It's my very dear friend, former Sorta Awesome co-host, the creator and host of Smartest Person in the Room podcast, and the creator and host of the brand new chart-topping podcast, 10 Things to Tell You, Laura Tremaine. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I am so happy to be here looking at you with a microphone in our faces. <laughs> Listen, did you hear that bio, that intro? It has become such a mouthful. <laughs> Remember when we would just introduce you as everyone's favorite Hollywood housewife? Now your like resume is ongoing. Oh gosh, my bio. Stop. (laughs) Stop. 
Um, truly, truly, in the time since you've left Sort of Awesome and moved on to some other projects, you have been up to a lot, and we are really going to dig into what you have going on right now. But kind of the reason that we wanted to do this extra awesome, well, we had a couple of reasons. I really do want to talk about and dig into this new project because it's so fun. But let's start by hopping into the Sort of Awesome time machine. Let's think back to episode 113. It came out in September of 2017. It was an episode that we called We Don't Know What We're Doing. <laughs> it was so appropriately titled. Yes, it really was. And I do remember, as we talked about, like, should we actually even make this into an episode? I remember that we both felt really vulnerable about releasing that episode. First of all, Truly, it's one of the few sort of awesome episodes that was totally unscripted. Yeah, we did we, not produce it. We didn't have a plan. <laughs> we were like, let's just record this really like friendship conversation that we're having. Maybe, maybe yes. other people would be interested in this. And then I was like, edit, edit, edit out that part. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's so true. We did not have a script. We really did just sit down and hit record. Um, and I just remember us feeling really vulnerable when that actually dropped. I was wondering if you wanted to say a little bit more about why, thinking back, you know, it's been over a year, well over a year since that came out. Why did it feel so vulnerable for us at the time, do you think? I mean, it does sort of stand out because by that point, I'd been on the show talking about shaving my face and period panties and... <laughs> yep. <laughs> And like serious anxiety issues. And then, but suddenly it was this episode that, you know, I really got nervous about releasing. I think because it was absolutely true in that moment, that week that it, the conversation was going public, we really did not know what we were doing. And by that, I mean like in our life, in our art, in our futures. And most of yeah. the time, I think I had I had and have gotten used to writing or speaking publicly about things like after there's a life lesson. Oh, right. And you can be like, yes. I went through this thing where I didn't know what I was doing, and then this is how I fixed it. And this wasn't that. This was like, there, you guys, we don't know what we're doing. That's the end of the show. Thanks for subscribing. <laughs> we were so in it at the time. I had not thought about it, but it was not an episode where we were like, yeah. And then looking back, what we did was we put this productivity system in place and then this sorted itself out. And then the lessons we learned, like, no, we were in the midst of learning the lessons and we went ahead and just recorded it in process anyway. But it did get an interesting response and quite a different response from the normal, you know, thought out produced Friday shows. Um, because people related to it. And you know what's funny yeah. is two months after that, I decided to leave being a regular co-host on Sorta Awesome. And I had multiple listeners, people I that do not know me in real life at all, multiple people messaged me to say that when they heard our episode of We Don't Know What We're Doing, that they were like, I knew you were going to leave the show. Yes, I forgot about that, but that's absolutely what happened. It's so interesting because 
you know, maybe they were a little in tune with me from having listened to the podcast. But in general, I just thought it was an interesting note of like people way outside of yourself can see things more clearly than you can. Like they weren't picking Always. up, they weren't picking up psychic vibes. They were like, oh, well, you know, there's a pivot that's coming. Mm. They they could mm-hmm. see that that was what was needed or that was like the secret desire of my heart that I didn't even know. Like people can see yeah. that in you. It's so true. And sometimes actually the further away they are from you, like on a personal level, sometimes like it's the easier, it's easier for them to hear it. Yeah. It was super interesting because when I recorded that episode, I did not know. I did not. I had no plan for anything, actually. I had zero. (laughs) That was the problem. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and talk about that. Because like you just said, later in 2017, in episode 123, which came out on December 1st of 2017, we talked about a lot of things. We talked pretty in depth in that episode about intuition, which is something that you as a person, have kind of been learning about and applying to your life and really digging deep into for years. This was not a new development at that point. And so you kind of walked us through how you were asking yourself questions, asking your own intuition questions and really listening. What am I really feeling here? One of the things that you felt your intuition telling you in that moment was that maybe podcasting wasn't for you. Wait, so now I'm like, is our was my intuition right or was it wrong? <laughs> well, and I would I'm going to circle back and talk about that sometimes. Uh, this is for later, but just put a pin in it. I'm going to talk about how sometimes we are listening and actively listening and hear something in our intuition and we start to follow that and then we follow we kind of trace it out and it's like, oh, this I'm glad I listened. It was, I wasn't exactly, I didn't take the steps exactly where I thought it was going to go, but I needed to take some steps. And my intuition is the one, it's, it's, it's the part of me that gave me the nudge to start taking the steps. That's right. It's like the banner headline, which for me was, I'm not all that into podcasting. That's not exactly right. But the intuition to move in a different direction was was Right. 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 And that was really hard, too. And maybe I think I do think sometimes our intuition tells us things in a gentle way that we can hear at the moment. I do think that our situation was complicated because we are long time, lifelong dear friends. So I think it would have been maybe more jarring for you to hear like, you need to leave sort of awesome because there's a lot of personal stuff connected there. And so... I think maybe your intuition told you just like in a gentle way what was actually really needed to happen. Yeah, because you have to go through every step of the path. Like if my either intuition or, you know, if I'd had a crystal ball and it had been like, what you need to do is um, leave Sort of Awesome and start your own show, I would have, no, I would have never done that. Like I would have resisted that to the end. So instead, the, the message that I felt or journaled through or, or whatever was you need to step away from sort of awesome. And, and I had all these sort of factual reasons why it took up a lot of time. Um, you know, there were some logistical real life things that like what you're saying, I was able to hear that better of like, I need to take this thing off my plate. than I would have been able to hear like, 
you need to start your own show. Like, I would have never responded to that, like, ever. Like, you're getting kicked out of the nest. You need to fly. <laughs> fly, little birdie. <laughs> I would have been like, no, I'm. Ho- do you see me hanging by my beak from the nest? <laughs> okay, let's kind of, I love what you're saying. Let's kind of trace through the steps that did follow after that. We, Like I said, that episode 123, that was your last regular episode. We finished the year with the group show. But then moving into 2018, you had stepped away from Sort of Awesome. You had like all this space kind of that Sort of Awesome had been taking up, mental real estate had been taking up. So walk us through what last year kind of looked like as you continue to follow that thread of, okay, I've left Sort of Awesome, now what? So what I wanted to really move towards in leaving Sorta Awesome, in in opening up my time and creative energy, I thought I wanted to write more. I did. I wanted to write more and I started to write more. That is all, those are all true statements. So the first few months of 2018, so just a year from now, I was writing a lot. And this was just like, messy rough drafts. I mean, this was journaling stuff I hadn't ever really journaled. I mean, this was not publishable in any form. This was just like, blah. I just needed to like get the writing muscle out, Yeah, Yeah. which I started the year doing. I will also say that at this same time, my husband had gone to make a movie in New Orleans, and he was gone for five months. So he was gone the first five months of 2018. In my mind, what I thought was happening was, Jeff is going to be gone. I'm going to remove Sort of Awesome from my life, and and I'll be the only parent in the house. So I will have – I will use this time to write. Like, this is how I envisioned that time. (laughs) Yes. Which is perfectly reasonable. That totally aligns with where you thought you were in the moment. It felt right at the time. Well, what happened was him being away was ended up sort of taking a much bigger toll than I thought it was going to. I had some health issues and ended up having a surgery in at the end of February that had a, a longer recovery than I was anticipating. Like it just, it felt like roadblock after roadblock. And it, I mean, it was, it was just a, it was just a rough season. Um, nothing like earth shattering. I'm not keeping a big secret here or anything. It was just like every day was kind of a slog. But through all that, I was writing and I was spinning on an idea that I had pitched to you in the fall before I left Sort of Awesome anything that I had this idea for restarting a blog. I liked I I like blogging. Like, I still do like blogging and, like, writing something and then having it be the instant gratification of it being out in the world, like, the same day. I really like all of that. And I had this idea about people sharing and bullet lists and – anyway, 10 Things to Tell You, the concept of that had been in my brain for a long time, like, maybe a year even, Before I finally said, in the spring of 2018, I finally said, you know what, I'm going to start a blog, even though like blogs are dead. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though? I have to, I'm sorry, I have to interject this right here because I... I remembered as I was going back and thinking about episode 100, 123, 
that you said something so powerful. Well, you said a lot of things that were powerful in that episode. But one thing that you said that stood out to me that I actually made a note of is you said it's really hard to go with your intuition and against conventional wisdom. And I see, looking back, the thing of starting a blog in 2018, when again, you know, people, prognosticators and commentators are like, oh, who blogs anymore? But you were so compelled by that idea behind 10 Things to Tell You that you, again, it gave you the energy to move against conventional wisdom and go with what your intuition really was speaking to you about. So, I mean, I did it. You're right. It felt, I felt dumb. I mean, at the risk of sounding just like, I don't know what. I mean, I felt like deeply dumb. Like, I was like, this is sort of stupid. And I hadn't yeah. felt that dumb in a while, like in a long time. I mean, I, I usually kind of like to feel pretty confident in an idea before I move forward. And I did that blog being like this, not this feels wrong because it felt exactly right, but it felt dumb. But I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do it anyway, because I feel pretty passionate about the messaging and the idea behind 10 Things to Tell You. Now, what was interesting is after I actually started the blog, what I started doing, I had a few blog posts up, but I actually started, guess what, speaking. So like on Instagram stories, and um, we did a really important series on Smartest Person in the Room about racial bias. So as I'm developing what I want 10 things to tell you to be, I'm also noticing by listening to my intuition, oh, hey, I really like using my voice. Yep. (laughs) And you're really good at it too. Well, thank you for that. And I've also, you know, part of it is I had also spent years developing that muscle by podcasting Mm -hmm. on Sort of Awesome and on Smartest Person in the Room and listening to a lot of podcasts and, you know, developing a taste there. Whereas like my blogging muscle was definitely (laughs) atrophied. (laughs) That's so funny. But I can see how in that, like in that juxtaposition that there would have been, like you said, you were like, oh gosh, I I actually forgot how much time blogging takes or whatever the thing is. But at the same time as you were still doing some podcasting on on Smartest Person in the Room and, and using these different platforms, I wonder if it was almost like, a sense of comfort. Like, I know how to do this. I've been doing this the past few years. Well, and I legitimately felt like I had gotten better at it, as you do with yeah. anything. Yeah. Because when I started Sort of Awesome, we've told this story a bunch of times on the show, but, you know, I agreed to be part of Sort of Awesome as kind of a favor to you. I had no interest in yeah. speaking. Um, I, you know, I just, that was, it was just like a side thing. Like, sure, I'll have a conversation with you once a month. But as we went on, you know, you get better at anything that you do regularly. And so then by the time I was trying to talk about 10 things to tell you, the blog, I was realizing like, oh, I'm actually better at talking about this than I am writing about it. I still want to write about it. I still have that blog and actually am hoping, you know, I have big dreams for what I want that blog to become, but just... The old way of me being a solitary blogger, churning out three posts a week and that whole rigmarole, that was, I, we, we are not there anymore. Yeah. That, definitely. that time has passed into yeah. something else. I think that's so great too, because I think 
many of us can think about returning to something that we did in the past. And I mean, the possibilities are endless here in terms of what this could look like, but returning to something that you did in the past, but then suddenly it, you, it, you do it in a whole new way. It looks totally different. And I think that 10 Things to Tell You is a perfect example of that. Like, so are you saying if we put on our show choir sequence, we would not be able to execute a perfect grapevine three-part harmony? Maybe if we had on our stage red lipstick, (laughs) we could get back into our groove. I feel like I could do it. I feel like I could do it right now. Listen, Daisy's in show choir, and every single time I watch them perform, I'm like, I think I could, I think I could still do that. I could do that great find that box step. Yeah, you're like, Mama <laughs> still got it. Three, two, one. <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> well, that okay. is that is not how I felt about blogging. I was like, Mama, yeah. Mama, don't got it. Like. <laughs> That's so interesting. You know, you've been doing this, and this is the first I've heard that when you first started kind of getting back into the groove of that, that it felt a little maybe like awkward or just like, oh, this is this is not what I remembered. I've, I had not heard you say that. So well, it's, it's kind of – it's mainly – to be honest with you, it's mainly the workload of it. It wasn't yeah. the um, – you know, I enjoy – I still enjoy having blogged. Oh, I yeah. don't really enjoy – blogging actively. Yeah. It's like yeah. any it's that's, like anything else I feel like. Yeah, that's the thing that I remember specifically from blogging is like nobody ever really talks about how much time putting together a blog post takes. And I do think I wonder if that contributed to the movement sort of collectively away from blogging because once social media was on the scene and you could do, you know, this many characters on Twitter, you could have this Facebook post, you could do this on, you can microblog on Instagram. It's like, what? why would I spend hours and hours putting together a solid blog post when I'm going to just do this over on Instagram? Totally. Yeah. Okay. So you put the blog together, got your... Got your thoughts collected for 10 Things to Tell You. You are still doing podcasting with Smartest Person in the Room. Kind of take us through maybe the the middle and end of 2018. Yeah, of 2018. I'm getting all the years confused. Where are we? What year is this currently? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so last year, as things started to kind of coalesce, take us on that journey towards what you've launched now. So through the blog which I was doing sporadically, and I'm on social media all the time. So in the messaging of 10 Things to Tell You, I decided to do a social media challenge. You know, I love an Instagram challenge. Yes. <laughs> I yes, like you too. I genuinely love it. I think they're so fun. Yeah. So yeah. I put together 10 prompts, 10 days of 10 Things to Tell You, and each day was a different prompt, and people were encouraged to, you know, answer the prompt it was meant to get people sharing of themselves, especially people who are not typically sharers. I learned this through doing One Day HH, which is another challenge I've done for years and years. And the people that come out of the woodwork to do that challenge are not people who share very often. And they want an excuse to share their life. But they're too—they're often too shy to be like, I just want to randomly show you what I'm reading. That's how it feels to them even though people Mm -hmm. want to see what they're reading or whatever, you know. So through One Day HH, I knew that if you give people a reason to share of themselves, they will. Like a lot of times we're looking for that excuse or that opening. 
And then also, we want to see it in other people. Like, we really do. So and that's why we have reality TV. That's why social media is so popular. We all do like seeing yeah. each other, you know. So mm-hmm. anyway, so I did this this 10-day challenge. In my mind, because I've hosted similar things before, I was like, if 200 people do this, I will feel like I did a thing. Like there's interest yeah. in this, you know. Mm-hmm. That was my, my sort of like secret goal of like if a couple hundred people are interested, then that's that's enough spark for me. Mm-hmm. Well, thousands and thousands and thousands yes. of posts were – by the time we were done with it, over 5,000 posts were in that yes. feed. And, you know, you can't do the math because – most people didn't do all 10 prompts. Most people, and right. I and I encourage people, you just pick the prompts you want to do. So if if people engaged with it just one or two times, that was a lot of people then ha- having some interest level in it. And so that was really encouraging to me because I knew instinctively that people want to share and that they sometimes need yeah. A, an excuse or a reason to share. And I knew that people like to be shared too. So like once I sort of had the, the social proof, if you will. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That people cared about this. Then I really did start moving towards making this um, a more regular thing and, and putting more effort into like the prompts and, and leading people in this way, getting people to start these conversations, even if it's not publicly. Oh, because you know another thing that happened? In the 10 Things to Tell You Challenge, I had quite a few people, a dozen or more people come to me and say that they had taken the 10 prompts to their book club or to their girls' night out or... Um, one woman, I don't remember what group she was starting, but like she didn't know the people in the group. So it was an icebreaker. And when people told me that, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I don't need people to share it on Instagram. I mean, do your own social media habits. What I want is for the people to be having the conversations. So I just, I got really excited about it. Now, 2018 ended up being a difficult year for our family in a few other ways. Jeff came home from making his movie, which was fantastic. I did have some ongoing health stuff. Everything's great now. It's fine, but it was just a little bit tedious. And um, we had a home invasion in September that really, really knocked me off my feet. Not literally, but um, I was at home and it was very scary and there was a lot of damage and um, that was just a really hard few months. And so kind of just as I was getting this idea going is when that happened, which was like, yes. felt like a, like a, a boulder in my path, if you will. It was like an immediate roadblock. Yeah. And so that took, that, you know, that took a, a few months. But by December, I was revisiting the idea. I was feeling better in my body and, you know, some, just things started to feel good. And so I just did it. I mean, I can't, I just threw it into the world last week. Yeah. And it's a podcast yeah. now. And I, I do, I want people to listen to it. I want people to take, there'll be a prompt every single week. And yeah. then I will answer the prompt for myself. But I really am hoping people will take whatever the question is at the top of the show and they will either go journal about it because some of them might be you know, more private type answers or 
like text their best friend and say, hey, can we talk about this? Can we sit down and each give our answers to this thing? Or um, if it's a lighter topic, like this first episode was about your reading habits, then I love people sharing those type of things on social media so we can just see like, when do you read? I actually want to know. Yes, I love that. Even from the the minute I listened to the trailer for 10 Things to Tell You podcast, I loved and I was not at all surprised that you said, this is not just about me telling you 10 things, although you do love to tell people things. <laughs> oh, I'm the bossiest. Also, <laughs> yes, and thank goodness, because some of us need to be bossed. Uh, I'm at the top <laughs> of that list. Um, but it's not just about that. It is definitely a prompt in a sense that it's like you take this and you think about it and you discuss it. And I honestly, truly in my heart believe that is one of those most powerful aspects of podcasting is that yes, you may probably most of us listen to our podcasts on our own, but then the conversations that are sparked and that follow is such a powerful component and why I think this medium works in so many ways. So I love that you've really got that listening component going on with 10 Things to Tell You. Thank you. Yeah, so excited. So we're going to talk about where to find all of the things for 10 Things to Tell You. But I did, I said, as I said earlier in the show, I wanted to share a moment where I had thought I was listening. And I do think I was listening to my intuition in the moment. But it was one of those things where what I needed to hear, my intuition again, was like, I'm going to message this a different way. (laughs) And then I had to circle back and go, oh, what I think this actually meant was this. Uh So this is a story I feel like really... (sighs) Heart fluttering, nervous right now. <laughs> oh gosh! That, I actually yeah, do not know I, what you're going to say, and so now I'm nervous. <laughs> you you'll know when I start telling it. But this is a story that I have not shared publicly. My husband and my closest friends knew this, but by the end of 2017, so at, again months after we had done this episode, that I think really on a personal level. I'm not kidding when I say it. Really, we after that we don't know what we're doing. Episode. I think you and I as people walked away going, I really got to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but don't you think, and I want you to tell your story, but we were actually randomly personal voxing about something 100% unrelated to what we're talking about now. Today we yeah. were doing this. And so now I'm just going to say it. Don't you feel like when you put it into the universe, when you speak it out loud, yeah. then it comes to you. It's almost like us standing up on a pretty big stage and saying, we don't know what we're doing. It was like, then there was an answer. Yeah. I had not thought about that, but I think you're absolutely right. It was like an inadvertent call and receive. Yeah, it really was. It really was. And I genuinely had not framed it in that way at all. Because it looked, this looked so different from what I would have imagined. So, okay. So by then, by the end of 2017, a few months after we did that episode, we don't know what we're doing. I had decided sometime during 2018, I'm going to go ahead and close Sort of Awesome, the podcast. We had been creating the show for three years solid at that point in time. And I just, I believed at the time, I thought intuitively, it feels like a good time to bring this to an end. A lot of new podcasts were popping up. 
Um, I, I will admit now, looking back, the benefit of hindsight, looking back, I think part of me was tired. Like, I was tired of like fighting so hard to get new listeners and to keep listeners as the podcast space gets more and more crowded. I think I was just feeling some discouragement. Now, it's really hard for me. <laughs> Because of my personality quirks, it's really hard for me to be like, I feel discouraged. <laughs> so I don't think I was conscious of that at the time. But looking back, I know I was. Another component was I began to feel really burdened by the fact that, you know, we hear from some of our awesomes from time to time that our hangout community is like the best. And sometimes it's like the only community they have in their life. And so I started to think, I really, I want to know how to fix that. Because as you know, I'm such a community-driven person. And it just hurt my heart to think about people who, um, for various reasons, did not have an in-person community that they could really connect with. So I started to wonder during this time, maybe I should close the show and take the ideas behind Sort of Awesome and how to be an awesome and how to build an awesome community. Maybe I should take that on the road, like sort of maybe teach uh, workshops or lead retreats. Mm -hmm. I thought, let's get out there in the midst of people and see what happens if we take this message outside of the podcast medium. So a few things happened at that time. Uh, since I thought I was closing the show, I got the courage to make some really big asks for sort of awesome. And it felt kind of like lower stakes because I was like, well, if they say no, it's okay. I'm closing the show. No big deal. But at least I'll know I asked. So one of those big asks was Gretchen Rubin. Ironically, that Gretchen Rubin episode that came out last spring was a huge turning point for me because not only did I have the courage to ask her, but then she said, yes, and I was so exhilarated after that conversation with her because I realized I can hold my own with Gretchen Rubin. Mm -hmm. Like I can be just as focused on making a great episode for our awesomes with Gretchen Rubin as with any of the other episodes that you and I or Kelly or Rebecca that we've recorded, you know, hundreds of hours of audio. But I can do that. I like can hold my own with somebody who, to me, is a celebrity. <laughs> Oh, yeah, she's a celebrity, for sure, yeah. yeah. So after that episode is probably the first time I thought, oh my gosh, maybe I do know what I'm doing. <laughs> that is the first time you thought you knew what you were doing? Wow. Uh, that's the first time I felt like I know what I'm doing when it comes to sitting behind a microphone and hosting a, a podcast. Um, I don't know what to say about that because that <laughs> feels dumb to me. Like if I, if you had asked me, <laughs> do I know what I'm doing as a podcaster? It would have. It's such a no brainer that you're so naturally good at it. Now it's one thing to say, do we know what we're doing with our future, or is this the right, right. brand, or is this the right, you know, message, or like whatever? That's a different thing. But if I thought for one second that you had had any doubts about your actual skill set, I would have yeah. bossed you all day long. Maybe I intuitively knew that, so I didn't say that out loud very much. <laughs> I think 
probably the differentiator was in the past, like I would think like, oh, I'm just talking to friends. Or even if we had guests on, I'd be like, I'm just talking to this person. And um, I I don't know. There was something about that interview with her. And I, I thought it was a fantastic episode, too. Like, I walked away from that being like, that was really good. So after that episode, I started to think, well, okay, then maybe the best place I can serve our community, but also serve the idea of spreading our message of being an awesome through the world isn't actually from out on the road. Maybe it really is right here behind the microphone. Now, side note, this is a this is another secret. While I'm spilling my soul for all to hear, <laughs> I'm so glad I'm I'm witnessing this. <laughs> that episode with Gretchen Rubin um, again fe- it features somebody that is a celebrity, so well known. I mean, she has connected with Queen Oprah and you know millions of other people besides. Um. That episode got no more downloads than any other episode we drop from week to week. I was so shocked because I think I had started to think along the lines of this conventional wisdom of like the key to podcasting success is bringing in big names and successful people and well-known people because everybody wants to hear from those big names. Um, as I started to think about, so anyway... That left me reeling because I had told our team, you know, especially Kelly and Rebecca had kind of started to wrap their minds around the fact that we were going to close the show in 2018. They were kind of starting to think about what they might do next personally. I had told my closest friends. I had told my husband. So I had to kind of go back to all of these people and be like, oh, my gosh, you're going to kill me. But I changed my mind. I don't want to close Sort of Awesome. I think we should keep going. And that was really hard because it it truly genuinely was a moment where I was like, how did I, I, I honestly felt like, how did I mess this up? How did I hear something that ended up not being like what I really wanted to do? Well, I think that it also sounds like a worth thing. Like mm-hmm. you didn't understand that what is so valuable about Sorta Awesome is you. And I know that you don't even, that's hard for you. That's not hard for me. I'll say it every day. But like, you know, some shows do rely on big famous guests because that's their draw, you know, and that's why you go to those shows. And I listen to some of those shows and that's fine. But I listen to you for you. Yeah. yeah. And so I think you maybe finally realized, I know you don't even want to say this part because you're like yeah. saying it without saying it, but you, <laughs> you for, you know, th- took you three years, but you finally realized it's not just about skill. It's about worth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really hard. And I do think it just took me really an exceptionally long time I think there's probably a lot wrapped up in that idea of worth um, and how that could kind of lead me to feel like, well, 
if I close the podcast, it's not going to really make a difference, truly. And I'm not saying that in a self-deprecating way. I genuinely was, I didn't think it wouldn't make a difference. I knew people would be sad. But again, I, I was so fixated on like what other people were doing. I truly was like, it's okay, they'll find another podcast to listen to and another community to be part of. So anyway, the, the rest of 2018, I cannot say that there was a moment in there that I was like, okay, now I know what we're supposed to do. It really came to me at the end of the year and moving into 2019, I was actually asking in our Superstars Facebook group for some ideas about like, who's kind of doing what we're doing. I wanted to kind of get a sense of like, what, what it's sort of like trending in our podcast space. What are people doing? I have to give a shout out to our superstar, Colleen, because people were giving all kinds of ideas about other shows and, and those types of things. And Colleen is a person who said, listen, something that really sets sort of awesome apart is, is our community. And it, it really always has been. Mm-hmm. And so again, that was just like such like in that moment when she said that, I was like, oh my gosh, there are not other podcasts, I don't think, that have that actual authentic community that we have at Sorta Awesome. So what works for other podcasts is not going to be what I need to be fixating on or thinking about. What our community wants is more community. And so our awesomes want more growth as people. We want more support um, and figuring out how to be the best people we can be for ourselves and the world around us. And I really think that's how the concept for this year, our concept this year of Awesomes Know How was born. It was like, I had the insight to realize we do not need big names. What we need is each other and listening from each other and learning from each other, which circles back to exactly what you are saying that you discovered when you did the 10 Things to Tell You prompt on Instagram. It was like, we want to share and we want to learn from each other. We want that connection. And so, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's such a thing right now. And maybe it's not just right now, but I know I'm really tapping into that idea that it's okay if what you're doing is not the conventional thing. And so for me to be able to wake up to the fact that like, who cares what other shows are doing or who's starting what, like we have a thing going that we have everything that we need already to build on. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes perfect sense. In fact, I keep getting that message from God or the universe or whatever, like you have everything you need. Mm. Yeah. And I am always chasing being better, being stronger, being having bigger numbers. You know, I read all the productivity books and business books. It's like a hobby of mine of how to get better. There's something wrong with that. That engages my brain in a certain way, but where it does tip into unworthiness mm-hmm. is when you realize, well, but actually, I have everything I need. Yeah. And that's not a message. Most of most places that are kind of, you know, inspirational or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like that's not a message that we get a lot. No, because there's whole industries of I was gonna trying say, that to like, sell books, <laughs> sell you books or tools or exercise equipment or like, you know, like shoes or like, you know, whatever, anything. Right. Is trying to tell us how we can do it better. Well, 
Yes, I could see that for sure. But at the same time, I think it makes the things that you're willing to do. Like to me, I just see you acknowledging that that's a thing that you have and also working through it. For example, you started a brand new podcast, which by the way, you guys, everybody, Laura, you're doing this all on your own. Like you taught yourself how to edit. And that is a whole beast in and of itself. And listen, if anybody knows, you can fall really easily into the perfectionist trap when it comes to editing audio. It's me. <laughs> um, but you're doing it. Like I'm sure even still there are parts of it that you wish you could tweak and that you could look at and be like, this could be better. But the fact is that you were able to set aside that voice that's saying it could be better, could do this. And you're just doing it. And that is amazing and so powerful. Well, it was a big deal for me to decide to do a podcast after I had sort of very publicly said that I am not that into podcasting. (laughs) And everyone that we've ever met and their dog has now started a podcast. So like I had a lot of reasons to not do it or to try to find something else. Like I even thought, you know, should I like start an IGTV channel? You know, I was like, you know, should I leap onto the next big thing instead of Mm -hmm. moving into this already crowded space? Or, you know, I mean, I really thought a lot about it because you want to put your stuff out there, but you, you know, again, you don't want it to be not seen. You want your stuff to be seen. So, but I just did it anyway. I don't, yeah, I don't have any help. Like I don't have a producer, which I've, I've never done a show without you. I had to learn to edit. I had to learn to put music in. I don't have, you know, a VA or anything like that. And I don't say that to toot my horn, my, I, because there's no tooting on horns here. What I'm <laughs> wait, that one weird. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Keep going. I don't. I don't say that to toot my own horn. I say that to say, like, you can just do the thing. Like, just do it. Like, if you're totally scared. And I had some things in my favor. I've been on podcasts before and, like, all that. You know, I'm not – I didn't – it wasn't a total leap into the ocean. But I still had a lot of fears and hesitations around it. But I just knew, you know, back to intuition, I was like, nope, this is this is what I'm meant to do right now. And so I'm just going to yeah. do it. Yeah. And I have told you this so much behind the scenes. I hope you don't mind repeating myself, but I do see it as being perfectly aligned with so much of what you personally has have been learning, not only learning, but personally have always been good at. I mean, we can joke about your bossiness, but you genuinely, one of your great strengths and something I have appreciated so much through the years is that you can look at people's lives and genuinely be like, here are some things that you need to know. And so to be able to take that innate ability and craft it in a way that it's not just about you sharing it, but it is genuinely meant to um, energize people to take it into their own lives, to make it meaningful in their own lives. It's it's truly a gift. And we talk about the how the podcast space is becoming so crowded, but I genuinely just, I think that it's so great that you're doing this. I don't see other people doing this. So thank goodness you're not waiting for it to be perfect to do it because this is something we need right now. Well, thank you. I appreciate your friendship and support and you've always had my back. You know, you 
you're the one who encouraged me to start Smartest Person in the Room because there were some topics that I was wanting to, you know, talk about publicly that that just weren't a fit for Sort of Awesome. And you have always been very generous with your support. I, I want to say this to you publicly because you could have very easily discouraged like the competition or the stickiness and friendship or like whatever to be like, maybe let's not do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) And you have never been that way. You have at every, and I've checked in with you and been like, is this okay? Is this weird? Are we going to be okay if, if X happens? And you have always been like, yes, you have always been like always affirming of, of my, various directions. (laughs) And I appreciate that. More than you know, I appreciate that because, you know, female friendship is hard on in in perfect circumstances. So yeah, when there's a time when things might kind of go sideways, that has never, you have always been there for me in that way. So everybody should know that. Thank you for saying that. Don't say another word because I will start crying. (laughs) The pregnancy hormones are so real right now. I cried this morning. I literally stood at the kitchen sink and cried because I picked up coffee and it was the wrong kind. I thought I got it. I thought I meant to get one kind. I got a different kind. And I was like, I can't believe I got the wrong coffee. You are so pregnant. So pregnant. Okay. Well, this has been very amazing to sit down and talk about. So first of all, thank you for your time because you are like you have launched a new thing and that takes time to get out into the world. So thank you for taking the time to do this. Now, where do we find all of the things? Because I know, I know there are so many awesomes that are just like, when they opened up their app and saw that you were back, they are just like beaming. And I know they want to know where they can hear this new thing you're doing. Well, in your podcast app, you search for 10 things to tell you. The 10 is the number 10. Don't spell it out. It will come right up. Please subscribe. That is the best way for, you know, people to not miss an episode, for others to see what you're doing. That would just mean a lot to me if you would subscribe to the show and rate it. Listen, I hate to ask for that, but I was, no, you need to ask for it okay. because you know what? Helps people find it. That's just the way our industry works. It helps people find your show when you just leave a five-star rating and review. Yes, I would love that. Now, if you want to follow the show, we are on both. And when I say we, I actually just mean me because it's a one-person thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels more comfortable to say we, so whatever. The royal we is on... <laughs> Instagram and on Facebook also has 10 things to tell you with the number 10. I, of course, Instagram is my favorite platform and my personal account is Laura.Tremaine still. And I would love to see a lot of awesomes come and say hi. Yeah, definitely. You guys do it. And again, in every episode, you're going to hear something that genuinely, truly applies to your life. So I cannot say strongly enough, you got to go get in on this for sure. So, all right, just as a reminder, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. The show is over on Twitter at Sorta Awesome Pod. You can find us anytime on Facebook at facebook.com slash Sorta Awesome. So, Laura, thank you again so much, so, so much for being here and for all the real talk. It's just like old times. <laughs> it is. It is. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.